Welcome to the Atmosphere Church Podcast. On behalf of all of us here at Atmosphere, thank you for downloading or streaming this message. Regardless of what you believe, where you come from, or what questions you might have, you are welcome here. Our desire is to help lead you in experiencing God by following Jesus. If you want to find out more information about us, head over to our website at atmosphere.church. Enjoy the message. That's my king. Happy Resurrection Day, church. My name is Pastor Jim. I'm the lead pastor. We are so grateful that you guys came out on such a beautiful Sunday outdoors. Come on. We live in one of the most beautiful areas of the world right here, and it's sunny on Sunday. Thank you, by the way, for those of you that have been praying for our weather, because, wow, this is an amazing day. There's even no wind, so I'll take that. And, uh, hey, while we're talking here, we're Easter, and before I get into the, the message, we know that many of you are brand new to our church community. You're brand new. You've never been a part of an atmosphere gathering like this. You may have never heard of our church before a family member or a friend told you about it. So we just want to acknowledge you and welcome you to our family. So if this is your very first time with us, could you give me a wave? Just kind of wave at me. Say, hey, yeah, this is brand new. Well, welcome, you guys. Welcome to our family. We like to say welcome home, and uh, hey, we have some great refreshments for you in the back. If you need to move because of the sunshine, we totally understand. You could feel free to move around and get some shade. Uh, we, we get it. So uh, hey, if you are brand new, we would like to ask you to fill out a connection card because as much as we want to inspire you today on a Sunday like this, we want to actually help walk with you Monday through Saturday in this faith that you have in God. And so the best way we can connect with you are you filling out these connection cards and turning them in before you leave. You can leave it on the little wall here or you can put it in the back in the little black box or if you feel a little uncomfortable filling something out, you can go ahead and take the QR code in the program that you should have received, and you could just hold your camera over that, and that will open up our digital connection card, or you go to our website and you can fill it out there. But either way, once you fill it out, we have a free gift bag for you full of all kinds of goodies, including some M&Ms, I'm just saying, all right? So you might want to grab one of those. We call it the swag bag, so check in. If you're really savvy with technology, the easiest way to do this is to text us a hello, and so get your phones out. This is the easiest way that you can connect with us. Trust me on this, okay? So take your phone and text 805-334-8700. So 805-334-8700, and just simply text the word Hello. Just text hello and follow the promptings, and that's the best way and easiest way we're going to be able to connect with you. So other than that, next week we start a brand new talk series, and I need to tell you because some of you are like, you can get me to church on Easter, but you can't get me after that, all right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just going to set up next week for you. We're talking about dealing with those lies that we all deal with in our heads, and we, we, we're going to call it identity theft. Now, some of you have been the victim of identity fraud. You know too real what it feels like to have your identity stolen. But what this COVID season has done is this exposed 
a weakness that many of us have, and the weakness is in our minds. And we're listening to too many voices, and the voices that are telling us things are opposite of what declares over our lives through not just the Bible, but through the life of Christ, which we're going to talk a little bit more about today. And so we're calling it identity theft. And so if you've had these feelings and thoughts of just life being distorted and how you've been feeling Come check it out over the next several weeks. It's going to be called Identity Theft. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to go to the book of Revelation on Easter Sunday. That's right. I'm going to do it. Some of you that are familiar with the Bible, you're like, what? What's he doing? And uh, give it up for our choir while you're doing that. What? Are you guys okay if I bring them back at the end? All right. Okay. Revelation chapter 1 and today's talk is entitled In the Name of Love. Now, how many are already familiar with the band U2? You're, you're familiar with U2. How many love the band U2, all right, besides your pastor, all right? So they wrote this song in 1984 called In the Name of Love. Now, what's so unique about this song is it, is it captures the essence of Jesus' life, but it, it ties it into MLK's life. And both the life of Jesus and the life of MLK were cut short because they were extremists in the area of love. And so Bono and the band U2 really captured this essence of this extremist kind of love in this song called In the Name of Love. And this is an interesting fact that only one other time since Martin Luther King's death has his death day intersected with Jesus's resurrection day only happened one other time and it was 1999 and so the fact that it's this year after we as a culture have been through everything that we've been through I call that a God wink and I think God has a message for all of us that he wants to do some radical things with our lives if we allow him to and when we allow God to do this radical thing of love in our lives, it changes everything. Today, some of you are going to leave completely different than how you came in. And it's all in the name of this full throttle, radical, extreme love that we see displayed in the life of Martin Luther King, but was profoundly lived out in the life of Jesus Christ that really changed and radicalized Martin Luther King to be an extremist of love. You know, he wrote a letter while he was in prison after a protest in Alabama. And ironically, this letter was written in 1963 on Easter weekend. And so he was incarcerated for this illegal protest, and he was getting pushback from other churches that were pre predominantly white churches. And they didn't understand what he was doing and why he was doing it the way he was doing it. And they didn't agree with how he was doing it. And so he wrote an open letter to them that was published in multiple publications. And this is what he said in his letter. He says, you speak of our activity in Birmingham as extreme. At first, I was rather disappointed that fellow clergymen would see my nonviolent efforts as those of an extremist. But though I was initially disappointed at being categorized as an extremist, as I continued to think about the matter, I gradually gained a measure of satisf satisfaction from the label. Was not Jesus an extremist for love? Quote, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, end quote. 
So the question is not whether we will be extremists, but what kind of extremists will we be? Will we be extremists for hate or for love? So what kind of extremists are we going to choose to be in the midst of all the uncertainty, in the midst of all the unsettlement that we have all witnessed and gone through together? Because let me tell you something that you probably already know, but you need a preacher on Easter Sunday to tell you that the greatest agent of change that this world has offered to it is the love that only Jesus Christ can bring into your life. It changes everything. And we're going to talk about that radical, full-throttle, extreme love this morning. This radical love is why Dr. King said this, love is the only force capable of transforming an enemy into friend. So as I think about this radical, full-throttle, just extreme love, that I believe that the book of Revelation chapter 1 really captures the essence of this. And it's something that you may have read the book of Revelation. Some of you are like, I don't read that scary book. Well, hey, in the beginning, there's something really good. And some of you have read right past it and failed to see the beauty in it. And here it is in Revelation chapter 1, verses 5 and 6. And from Jesus Christ... He is the faithful witness to these things, the first to rise from the dead and the ruler of all the kings of the world. All glory to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by shedding his blood for us. He has made us a kingdom of priests for God, his father, all glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Now, you read through this. This is a, a beautiful description of Jesus Christ. And I believe in this passage, we see three radical points of how this extreme love works for our lives. And so if you're taking notes, I know the screens are difficult to see outside, but somebody in our church, thank you, Jessica, has made it available online. If you go to the Bible app, which is the Version Bible app, you go under events, you'll see Atmosphere Church pop-up. You can follow along our notes. But if you have a notebook out, if you want to write these notes out, I think it would be very helpful for your life if you write these down. But here's the first one. Write this down. His love holds us. His love holds holds us. This is the first radical idea within this passage that I want you to understand. I want you to get a hold of because as you get a hold of it, God gets a hold of you. That's that's what it is. Now, when I say love like God loves you, for some of you, you're like, of course. Like I, I'm the baby of six children. I'm the youngest. And, and so how many in birth order are you the last in the birth order of your family? All right. Okay. We know mom loves us a little bit more, don't we? We, we already know that. Like, like we, we rub it into our siblings all the time. Like, you, you, you guys know that mom loves me a little bit more. All right. Like, my, even my, my son, who's the last born, he, he has on my wife's phone, mom's favorite. All right. <laughs> and, and his sisters get really mad because they, they think that there's a little bit of truth to that. But we love our kids all the same. But the baby... A little bit extra, right? Because you know that's it. And, and so I grew up, I always felt special because I really believed like I was loved and I was loved really well by my parents. And, and so it's easy for me to step into this conversation and assume everybody else is on the same 
like level as me as far as understanding that they're loved. But the reality is a lot of people are messed up with this idea of love. They didn't have the upbringing that I had. Maybe instead of the last in the birth order, they were the first. So mom and dad were a little bit more hard on them than the baby. But maybe it has nothing to do with birth order. Maybe it's just a lot of pain and hardship because of the upbringing that you had. And, and maybe there was some things that happened against your life that you just know that you don't feel very loved. And there are these voices that perhaps you deal with that are constantly trying to tell you that you don't matter, that you're not loved, that you're never enough. Does that resonate with some of you this morning? That, that these voices are real, and sometimes they get so loud, that's all we hear. And so when somebody like me comes along and says, God loves you, it's hard to land that thought because of all these things that are moving against our life. This is where the most famous Bible passage comes in place. John 3, 16. I mean, I grew up looking at this verse on the, on the TV screen at the football game with that guy with the clown hair between the goalposts having that John 3, 16. As a kid, I remember thinking, what does that verse mean? What does that mean? And it, and it got me to the Bible, just like it got a lot of you to the Bible. But I think a lot of us miss the significance of what's in this verse, and there's a reason it is so popular. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Now, I want to highlight something to you here that you may miss. He didn't just love you. He so loved you. And putting a so before that makes all the difference in the world. Just think about the last time you ate somewhere and you really loved your meal and the person you were eating with looked at your dish, and, I mean, you ate it all. You were, like, pretty much licking your plate, and they are like, wow, that must have been a good meal. And you said, no, it wasn't a good meal. It was so good. Look at your neighbor and say, so good. You know, I'm making you guys hungry. I shouldn't mess with the last gathering like this. You're like, hey, I am late on lunch already, bud. All right, stop the food talk, all right? But you, you track with me here. There, there's a difference. It's like, you, you want to express that it's not just a regular type of meal that you enjoyed. Like, it was next level. And so the way we describe next level kind of things is we add the word so to it. So I, I'm here to declare to you, God doesn't just love you. God so loves you. He so loves you. It's, it's a next level kind of love. And I don't care how your mom took care of you. I'm preaching. I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't care how your daddy took care of you. I don't care how that third grade bully took care of you. I'm here to tell you, regardless of the pain and the suffering that you've been through, God's love is greater than that, and nothing can separate you from that. Romans 8, 38 and 39. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You are so loved. That, that means that you are more than enough. And this is the first step into letting God change your life, is, is getting a hold of how God has gotten a hold of you and he's loved you despite what you've done or who you've been with 
or what places that you visited, his love is greater than any of that. And write this down. Here's the second one. So it's almost like a progression here. So, so the first radical idea in Revelation is his love holds us. But here's the second. His love frees us. There, there is a power working against our life. There's a power even sometimes you could feel it inside of you that, that's pushing against you. And, and you, you want to move forward. You, you, you want to make yourself this kind of a life. And it just seems like no matter how much you want it, you, you don't always make the, the right decision. Are you, are you with me on that? That's, that? There just seems to be something working against you. And no matter how hard you try, it just seems like you're shackled up to things. And you want something out of your life, but it seems like you can't get out of your life no matter how hard you try. See, Jesus lived to show you love, but he died to set you free so that you can experience his love. He, he died to set you free. He absorbed all of the hurt, all of the things that are moving against your life so that he could take you and release you of the shackles that have been holding you down and holding you back from stepping in to all that God has for your life. I saw a scripture this week as we were just kind of meditating on this idea of Good Friday. And I posted this on my social media feeds because it just really spoke to me. That's what I love about the Bible. You can read a passage over and over again, and just God continues to show you new truths every time you go to it. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. I want you to get your arms around this. It says, Christ carried our sins in his body on the cross so that freed from our sins, we could live a life that has God's approval. His wounds have healed you. His wounds have healed you. So think about all of this stuff that you've maybe brought into your life that has hurt you, has hurt your family. Maybe things that other people have done against you that have hurt you or your family. And what Jesus does on the cross is he takes all of that hurt and he absorbs all of it so that in place of their hurt, he can bring healing to your heart. So he wants to forgive you and set you free from all of this pain and all of this sorrow and all of this power moving against you so that you can step into the healing power of God. I believe today God is wanting to heal some very wounded hearts, and he does it through his love. His love frees us, and his love is here right now to free you and to empower you to live in the healing of God into that deepest wound that maybe you've experienced in your life. Here's the third step in this process is that his love changes us. And this is what Resurrection Sunday is all about. Because the way God radicalizes us with this love is he gets on the inside of us. Because we don't have the capacity to love like this. I don't know if you've tried to love people. It's easy, even Jesus said this, it's easy to love people that have already loved you. How have you done loving people that believe differently than you politically this season? Mm? How have you done loving people that don't agree with you on how you wear a mask or don't wear a mask? See, the love that Jesus came to introduce to the world is a love that can love even your worst enemy. That That's a another level kind of love.
But that's a love that can only come when God comes on the inside of us and levels us up and, and installs a new gear for us to operate in with our lives. You know, when Tara and I were dating, we were 18, we were young. I mean, it was, it was love, right? So we were just in love. And I remember one of those first dates, I was, you know, riding passenger. She was driving me. And, and she had a Honda Prelude, stick shift, manual transmission. How many of you guys even know how to drive a stick shift automobile? All right. Okay. All right. How many, okay, how many learned how to drive with a, a, a manual transmission? Raise your hand. I got mad respect for you guys. Mad respect. That's good. So we're in her Honda Prelude, and she's got her manual transmission. She's got her stick shift. And, and we start on the freeway. And we're just talking, we're having a good time, and all of a sudden, her car just starts, like, making this noise. It's like, wah! And I'm like, whoa, Tara, your car's going to blow up. Like, you need to pull over. She's like, what are you talking about? It always sounds like this. I go, what? I go, there's no way it always sounds like this. Like, wah! I'm like, this car is going to explode. You need to get off the freeway immediately. She goes, I'm telling you, it always sounds like this. And I go, okay. And I look down. I'm trying to figure this out, going, there is definitely a problem, and she doesn't know about it. So I'm looking around. Remember, we just started dating, so I, you know, there's, there's some filters that, unfortunately, are no longer in my life. But in there, I was like, hey, beautiful, you are the sunshine of my life. Hey, I think you have another gear on your car. And I'm looking at the stick, and it's in four, and, and her car had an overdrive. I had a fifth gear. And she looks down at the stick. I go, I go, there's a fifth gear. She goes, no, there's not. Nobody ever showed me that. I go, I'm looking at the diagram right now. I think you have a fifth gear. She goes, what? I've owned this car for like two years. Nobody's ever showed me this. I go, well, let's just try it, see if I'm right. And so I said, go ahead, put the clutch in, get it. That, that fifth gear and, and she put the clutch and she immediately shifted in to fifth gear and this engine was going wow and I could hear that car say thank you Jim I love you with an everlasting love I've been waiting for this moment it just the car started singing it was so excited that we found another gear let me tell you when God's love enters into your life he installs a new gear for you to operate in see Jesus died to get you into heaven but he resurrected to get heaven into you he's got a new gear for your life he wants you to have a different kind of marriage he wants you to have a different kind of family he wants you to have a different kind of experience with life and it all all stems from heaven getting on the inside of your soul. And unfortunately, I've been doing this for many years. Even though we're a new church, I'm not new to church. And I've met a lot of people that believe in God. But they get stuck living in the forgiveness of Friday and never shift their life to the supernatural of Sunday. They get stuck in this idea that, yes, God loves me. He's forgiven me. But he didn't just live and die so that you could just come to church every week and just read your Bible every once in a while. He came and he lived and he died and he resurrected to get that power into you to transform not just your life, but everybody around your life. Here's, the, here's an interesting thing about the third thing that, that, that the book of Revelation says we're a kingdom of priests. Now that may go 
right over some of your heads. You're like, what does that even mean? There's something biblically significant about this because it's talking about this in the Old Testament, that the people of Israel were to be a kingdom of priests. And in Paul, and later another scripture, he, he, or Peter says in another scripture, he says, you're a royal priesthood. See, a priest is a person that puts his or her God on display with their life, with everything that they do. See, when Jesus comes and lives on the inside of us, he transforms us, and we become God's walking and talking billboards of what he is like. And the biggest way that he shows himself off in our life is not how we go to church. It's not how we read our Bibles, but it's found in how we love other people. That, my friends, is how you show a world what God is all about. When you full throttle, radically, extremely love people in your life. As a church, we're just a couple years old. Some of you were like, I never heard of this church because we haven't been in church that long. And we were in a prayer meeting and we were asking the Holy Spirit to show us what it was that he wanted us to do. And I know the name may be throwing off a little bit. You're like, is this a new age church? Honestly, the name atmosphere we feel is a prophetic way of, of dis, discussing what God really wants to do with his church. See, we don't go to church. We are the church and we are to be the transformers of our culture, not to be transformed by our culture. And we are to be atmosphere changers. And years ago, God gave me a word. He says, I've sent you here to change the atmosphere. And we believe that God sent us to the Conejo Valley from the Valley of Fire called Las Vegas to bring an atmosphere shift for this valley, to walk in a level of love that you have may never have even ever been introduced to. And the only way that you're going to level up and find this new gear of your life is that you receive the gift of eternal life by receiving the Spirit of God into your heart. And this is where the change happens. John 13, verse 35, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. We hear a lot about infections these days. And don't spread, you know, slow the spread. Remember when they told us 15 days to slow the spread? <laughs> That was 15 months ago. But here's, here's what I realize. C.S. Lewis, a philosopher that has since gone to be with Jesus himself, he wrote a book. And in this book, he talked about us, the church, being a good infection to the world. And we've seen the damage of COVID and how it's super infectious. Well, see, the love of God was designed to be placed in us so that we can become a good infection to the rest of the world so that they will know how God operates by watching our life and how we operate our lives. But you can't operate in this mode without God living on the inside of who you are. And I wouldn't be right in letting this moment pass by without giving you an invitation to follow Jesus as I did so many years ago, and introduce you to the Jesus that absolutely 100% changed my life. I grew up in a home that, man, everybody had temper problems, and I was heading in that direction, but one of the biggest surprises of all in my own life 
is this young guy that would fly off the handle in extreme ways. So at the drop of a hat, the love of God got a hold of me on the inside and it changed me. I'm not saying I don't struggle with that, but not nearly to the level I was. I was a mess. I'd punch hole in the walls. I'd kick and I just, I was a mess. And God transformed me. And the same God that transformed my life is here to transform your life. And I want to give you an invitation right now in this moment to follow Jesus. And let the love of God come on the inside of you to level you up and to fill you with that awesome, extreme, full-throttle, radical love. Would you stand to your feet? Father, as we stand and as we end our time with worship, God, I know that there's some hearts that are here today that are far from you. Maybe it's even a miracle that they're sitting here today. I feel like there's somebody that you walked in here today and you thought just a year ago, there's no way I'll ever come back to a church again. And here you are. Because God so loved, chased you down and brought you here. And you're not here by coincidence, you're here by providence. Because God wants you to know the real him. He's not here to judge you, condemn you, and throw you away. But he's here to love you and build you up and put you in your destiny. So that you can walk in his promises. And I believe that he brought you back so that you can hear that. And it's time to follow Jesus and everything that he has for your life. So if you're here today and you're ready to follow Jesus, you're ready to receive his spirit to come live on the inside in this moment right now with everybody's head bowed, if you're ready to step into this relationship with God, to let this love come fully alive into your soul, all I'm going to ask you to do is just slip your hand up so I can see you and I can pray for you. God bless you guys. A lot of hands going up. Just keep it up for a second, would you, so I can just see you, so I can make eye contact with you and just see you. God bless you guys. For those hands that are going up, God, you see them. And today, Lord, I pray that the transformation would begin, that the old would pass away and behold, all things become new. That, Lord, that their life would go into overdrive and this full throttle, radical, extreme love that we find in Jesus will be found in them through your spirit living in them. So thank you, God, for everything that you've done for our life and everything that you want to do for our life. For we give you our life today and we're going to follow you all the days of our life. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you prayed that prayer with me, then I want you to take the next step and fill out that connection card and let us know you made that decision. You could also text that phone number earlier that I said you text hello. You text that 805-334-8700 and say follow. That that tells us that you made a decision to follow Jesus today, and we want to partner with you. It's the easiest way we can connect with you, send you a Bible and other information. But see, we serve a God that changes us beginning with our love, but he takes the hurt and he brings the healing. He he takes the grave and he creates the garden. 
He takes our mourning and turns it into dancing. He takes our ashes and turns it into beauty. And we're here today to celebrate that God is still actively changing lives in the Conejo Valley. And so if you are a life that's been changed by the power of God, then sing it like you mean it, church. Let's worship. Thank you for tuning in today to another great message from Atmosphere Church. If this message has spoken to your heart, would you take a moment and share it with your friends? You can connect with us on Spotify, iTunes Podcast, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Simply do a search for Atmosphere Church through these various platforms, and then click the follow or subscribe buttons. It's another great way for us to be able to stay connected with you. If you live in the Southern California area, we would love to invite you to be a part of our family. For more information about our church, go to our official website at atmosphere.church. Finally, if this service and our other resources bless you, would you consider giving back to Atmosphere Church to support not just these things, but to also support the creation of even more resources for you? To make a donation, simply go to our website and click the link that says Give. Your gift of any amount is greatly appreciated. Until next time, we pray you will keep the faith, spread the hope, and live the love.